12 years. I never expected it to turn out like this. TheBoxingBoys.com. Shout out to the community, man. I appreciate y'all. Happening people. Info Joe, Los Angeles, in the building. Adrian, the problem wrong, the man from the frozen tundra. Keem, straight out of Florida. Liz Low, Decatur, Georgia. You already know what it is. It's the Queen, Mikey K, Detroit. Stand up. David Maldonado, New York City. Don't nuts. Don't cut me off, man. Don't cut me off. King Amina Bessex, catch me for them championship rounds. Big Superman. Texas. Davidian in Buffalo. God bless you all. Get outside, ain't nothing. Without the callers, it ain't nothing, man. Bad girl, TKO, San Diego, California. Big Fish Vegas, Palm Beach, Florida. Intrigued the incredible. Straight out the ATL. James Benitez, Huntsville, Alabama. It ain't hating, it's just the truth. Show kid, Malvern, the New York suckers. Coach me there from London, UK. Checking in from Tennessee, it's Lethal James. P A Y N E. It's Lethal. Line 6 Reed, just spreading that boots gospel. Both from Belmont, only in America. Well, I'm a true attestation to the American dream. King Paul, Crown Heights, Brooklyn. You heard? Four chicken wings and french fries, breakfast and champions. Let's get to it. JT. New Orleans, Louisiana. Stuff like that. Yo, TV Media is coach J-Mac. New Orleans, Louisiana. 504, baby. Uh, what have you? Say, why? Hey. <laughs> California. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, join YouTube members and Patreon for some. This is the number one pound for pound and two division champion. Marvin, the tank Furman from Dallas, Texas. Mr. D.B.C. L.B. Southern from D.C. to Stunt City. Bomb Squad. Brandon Maurice, a.k.a. the A.J. Trucking. Right out of Cincinnati, baby. Mad Bad 100, U.S. Virgin Islands. Chick Chickarelli, Hollywood, California. Louis Reyes, Boston, Mass. Yo, drop that SDS shit, This message was brought to you by SDS Promotions. The voice of the people. There is no equal. You can add Nestor Gibbs on Skype to be part of the conversation. TheBoxingBoys.com. As I always say, please make sure you push the thumbs up. Share this and every episode of the Boxing Voice Podcast. This is TBB for life. If you ain't on Patreon. What up, what up, what up? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another morning edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. I am your host, Nesta Gibbs. Sorry for the late start. Uh, we can't find Danny. Yeah, I know, Bo. I don't know that I really need headphones since there's no one in here to listen to. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, we, we, we were trying to wait as late as possible to, uh, you know, wait for Danny. He's usually never... Um, I don't know, never not available. Uh even even when he's late, he he comes in. So um he didn't show. 
So we have to keep it rolling. And hopefully he's good. And we'll hear from him a little later. We got a lot on the docket, though. Uh, last night, some really great news. Um, Rayo Valenzuela and Roly Romero got into it. And uh, it was it was quite interesting. And it's a fight that I want. And then we're also here to discuss a fight that is going to happen and has been ordered by the WBC, and that's going to be Regis Progrias, uh, who we just went to see in Houston, is going to be taking on Jose Cepeda for the WBC as Jose Ramirez is not going to be uh, stepping in, or rather he's going to be stepping out. Um, I think the details are something about a marriage or something like that. I'm not really sure. But, you know, Jose Ramirez cannot fight Sepera. So he steps down, Regis steps in, and he gets an opportunity at becoming a two-time champion. Um, shout out to Mama's Boy in the comment section. It says, that's a great fight. I would have liked to see Jack Catterall be the mandatory, though. And I think... Uh, maybe Douglas doesn't know that Catterall is going to be getting his shot at good old, don't help me, Josh Teller. Uh, Josh Teller did everything in his power to relinquish belts and make himself available to give his domestic fans the rematch. He didn't like the heat that he took. And, uh, you know, the fact that people think he lost, he wants to right the wrong, kind of like Deontay Wilder. So uh, I like it. You know, it really shows that money isn't, it just isn't a thing for, for Josh, right? Like he dropped two belts. You know, your purse is going to go down. Obviously, it's going to, you're going to save some money on them sanctioning fees unless you're Devin Haney and you're getting your promoter to pay for him, right? Even though he is signed to top rank, so who knows? Cheers to top rank. But he did drop two belts nonetheless, so you're not undisputed anymore, man. They can't pay you like you're undisputed is how I look at it. That being said, you know, uh, he chose that moral route of relinquishing those belts to give us, the fight fans, the rematch with Catterall, which some believe he lost. I'm definitely included in the bunch that thought he lost. So, you know, uh, I, I do like seeing him um, get his opportunity, Catterall, that is. Uh, but it looks like Rob is saying, Ness, Catterall is a big money fight. A bigger fight, a bigger money fight than Cepeda. Yeah, I mean, domestically, domestically, you know, to you guys. Rob is from the UK. He works with us. Um, he's one of the co-producers. He uh, helps us in, in many different ways. Um, but it's a big fight domestically, Rob. It can't be a big fight here uh, or rather all over the world. You got Discord open, bro. So, uh, yeah, man, you you could call it a big fight. Maybe it's a bigger money fight. 
I get all that, but he still dropped the belts to make that fight. Like, how big of a money fight is it that you're, you're dropping belts? And it was two belts, WBC and the WBA. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much it was worth it. But regardless, Catterall, Teller, great fight. Regis, Zepeda, great fight. Roly Rayo, great fight. Now, I did the Roly Rayo um, topic together with the Zepeda because I know you guys don't like talking about just fights that might happen. And instead, I gave you one that we want and one that is happening that we do want. But um, I do want to screen share what was going on with Roly and Rayo. So that was pretty funny, right? So Roly's on point. I'm starting to like that kid more and more. I know y'all don't like it, and that's cool because a lot of y'all don't like me, but... I'm fucking feeling Roly. He like, man, stop recording, motherfucker. I know you're going to post that shit. Yo, he on everything, which is funny because he turned around. And let me see if I can find it. Someone sent me Roly's comment. Roly um, knew that this would get posted. And he claims, he claims that Rayo... And him shook hands two hours before, and then Rayo obviously orchestrated all that he did uh, for Instagram, uh, according to Rolando Romero. And this is the tweet in quite, or rather, comment in question, right? And it says, "Funny story. He comes up and shakes my hands two hours before that. Then comes up." Tries to record some shit for clout. He only acts hard when he with people. Post the part when he ran away after I told him I was going to bitch slap him. Actually, better post the whole shit with no edits. Crying out loud, Mojo. So we'll see. In this comments, obviously, Rayo did not answer back. But this is a good fight. It's a super duper makeable fight. These two gentlemen are with PBC. Rayo is trained by Jose Benavidez Jr. Uh, he stays in shape, coming off a great win of Francisco uh, Vargas. And I think he might have got one other one in. Did he? Or is that the last one on the Earl card, Bo? Do you know? Vargas was the last one. Vargas was the last one. Well, there you go. Um, he's 135. Roley's 135. He can punch. Roley can punch. I like it. They're both around the same uh, amount of fights, too. Obviously, you know, Rayo, Jose Venezuela may have um, one or two less fights, I believe. Okay. Maybe a little more. Maybe five, I think. Roley has 17, right? Because he's 16 and 0. Or, excuse me, 16 and 1. And Rayo is 12 with 8 KOs. 66. 0.67 knockout ratio. Um, 
So this is a good fight. I think this can be its own main event if they, you know, felt like they needed to give these guys their own show. You know, um, we know that Rayo is uh, with the David Benavidez clique, so the people will come out for him. I really like this fight. I hope the Showtime picks it up, realizes that it's a good fan-friendly fight for sure. Um, again, two punchers, two talkers. They already got built up, you know, promotion with what's going on. That's easy to be picked up and spread throughout, you know, the boxing world. Okay, so... Rolando actually has 14 wins with one loss, 12 knockouts. So they're very similar. He's 26 in age, and Rayo is 23 in age. Rayo's number eight in America. Roli is number seven in America. Rayo is 29 in the world. Roli is 19 in the world. So the fight seems to make sense. Roli has the advantage in the knockout power with an 80% knockout ratio and you know Rayo is from Seattle but he gets a lot of that Phoenix Arizona love because of the Benavidez Phoenix in Las Vegas is right there this fight makes a lot of sense Roley lives in Las Vegas born and raised I don't know Bo man give me your thoughts let me see did Bo make a poll let's see no poll from Bo check Our, the pre-pro oh I'm sorry uh all right <clears throat> so that being said what do you think bo about these two fights man sepera regis progre what's your thoughts mm. good little scrap no yeah it's a pretty much a 50 50 fight i don't really have thoughts on it i want to see the fight get made then I'll eventually pick a winner, but I don't bet anymore. I'm a YouTuber now. Uh, so what? This you you stopped betting yesterday, last week? What? Yesterday. But anyway, that's yesterday. Okay, yesterday. Neither here nor there. So fifty fifty fight. I, I when the fight gets made, I'll pick a winner. But yeah, fifty fifty fight, man. Either of those guys could get the win in that. And Cepeda's biggest win is a arguable loss, correct? Uh, which one was that? Didn't he beat Jose Ramirez? But that's what I'm saying. What he didn't about. win. Right? I'm pretty sure he didn't win that fight. His best win was the knockout over Vargas, in my opinion. Then he beat Which Vargas? He the... beat Petraza as well, correct? Uh, Maybe that's it then. I'm pulling it up. Yeah, he had, he had two good fights that I remember, and one of them was controversial that he didn't get the win, but I'll... I'll tell you right now. That was against. Yeah, majority of the decision loss against Jose Ramirez. Right, Some people right. thought he won. He had a no contest. That was his coming out party right there. He had a no contest uh, in the Venezuela Carrillo fight. And Terry Flanagan ah, stopped him. Remember the Ivan Branchick fight? With all them knockdowns? Mm hmm Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you mean that's his coming out party? Nah, well, the 
majority, or biggest win? The the loss to Brandcheck's starting to be everybody's biggest win. The no no the loss to uh, Jose Ramirez was his coming out party. That was the first time I had ever seen him mm-hmm. fight. And then after that. I think his best win was probably the Vargas. Just Damn, based he off went the height ten with Kendo from the press conference and whatnot. He beat and he, yo, he beat Pedraza. He beat Kendo. He beat Branchek, Lundy, Vargas. Then he stopped Vargas and won. <laughs> that just happened. I remember that. That shit was crazy. He on a run for sure. He hot right now. He hot right now. Like you said. Got the momentum, had everybody thinking that he beat Ramirez. Somehow he got a no contest in DR, I mean, uh, Mexico. I'm wondering if this was like, nope, that's 18. That ain't even the bubble, right? No, that's 19. So that could have been in the bubble, and they didn't count it out there. Like, they didn't do Navaretes. But then he wins a a 10-round decision over former world champion Jose Pedraza, actually two-time champion Jose Pedraza, beats Kendo Casandera, beats former champion in the IBF Ivan Branchek, beats a uh, longtime journeyman contender uh, Henry Lundy, a.k.a. Hank Lundy, and, 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 and then beat the crap out of Vargas. So he's on a nice bit of momentum, do you think the Bucks stop? Well, you said 50-50, so you don't think that the Buck will stop with Regis. You think it could go either way. It could definitely go either way. I wonder, man. I wonder. Regis Regis has an, a, 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 a unique style. You know, he's not traditional. He doesn't block everything uh, normally. He's kind of like a throwback fighter that's in the pocket. You know, uh, I don't know. Uh some sort of version of a James Tony, what you think? Is that too much? Because the way like he likes to roll with the shot. It's like James Tony, uh Joe, uh not Joe Lewis. Master. Uh James Tony uh Offensively. what's my man named? Frazier, right? Because Frazier, Frazier used to block like that. You know what I'm saying? And and I feel like Regis be doing that. And then he just like he got this like side. Kind of little head movement, hands be down. I don't know. He's not traditional where the hands is up, and he could parry shit. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting for sure. This is something he wanted, which is crazy. I feel so blessed to have been able to be in Houston with him and hear him. Like He was just so upset that the WBC did not pick him, and uh, he was making his case to us. I think he did it on air or rather or, or on camera. Um, not not a thousand percent sure was that a private conversation, but uh, he was making his case to me and Danny as to why he felt he shouldn't have been looked over and he should have got the uh, actual shot at that WBC and and how that's the belt that he wants. You know, it's funny, man. Um, we talk about these belts, but bro, they could do away with all of them. It seems to me that these fighters want the WBC. You know, that's the one that they want. The WBC, it, 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 for whatever reason, it's special and it's dear to their heart. It could be because of, you know, Muhammad Ali and, and other amazing, fantastic champions being uh, the ones to 
have those titles or that particular WBC title. And, and maybe that's what makes it nostalgic for people. But uh, Regis did want to crack at that belt, man. And then now he got it. Now he got it. Jose Ramirez steps down. Um, and in steps Regis Progre. Uh, now, let me go to that story, though, because I was trying to tell you guys that I think Ramirez stepped down for like a marriage or something like that. Not mm. really sure. And I also want to say um, that we're going to try and do something different for this live fight chat. Not sure could we accomplish it, but um, we're going to try and give ourselves the whole different room and look feel. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we can uh, we can do that. If not, we may be canceling the Virgil Ortiz, Michael Mickinson live fight chat for Saturday uh, because we have to. Uh, we need a, we we need to do it in another room. This room will be occupied Saturday. Um, some big uh, big time business needs to be taken care of, and we got to be team players. Luckily for us. It wasn't this big fight, right? Like Virgil wasn't fighting Ennis or anything like that. But again, um, there's this 36,000 square feet here. I believe we could get a couch setting going on and uh, look just as good. We just have to set that up. So we plan to. We plan to, especially since my equipment from uh, Florida has arrived. But... Jose Cepeda has uh, obviously the new rival, um, which Regis has a deadline to negotiate terms for this vacant WBC junior welterweight title. So even though WBC has instructed Cepeda to enter into talks with Regis uh, for their 140-pound title match, the fight isn't officially official because they have to actually agree before it falls into purse bid. Um, but the fight was formally ordered on Sunday in Mexico City headquarters uh, where the sanctioning body decided that the two sides will be given until August 30th to come to an agreement and avoid purse bid hearing. So August 30th is about 29 days away. That's a lot of time. They should be able to get that together. Uh, Zepeda is represented by uh, Fernando Beltran and his manager is Rick Mirgan, same manager of Jose Ramirez. Think about that. So both his fighters were going to fight for a vacant world title. Um, so uh, I'm trying to find here why Jose? I, I, I could have sworn I read it. Let me see. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, so... Uh, so, uh, I, I guess they changed it. It looks like they might have had an editor's core, uh, uh, edit here because now they changed it to... Um, 
Taylor has since relinquished the WBC, excuse me, WBA and WBC titles, the latter moving, coming after a lengthy delay, which in terms affected plans for Ramirez to even challenge for the titles this year. But I swear, I feel like I read something. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Let me see. Personal developments in his life. A wedding and a subsequent honeymoon left him unavailable to be ready in time for the targeted July 16th title defense, instead giving up the belt and focusing on his next move. So uh, let me see. Maybe that's Teller they're talking about with the wedding. Rob, let me know. Did Teller Teller just have a wedding and that's why he dropped the belt? I'm wondering what held Ramirez back. I I read something about Ramirez in a wedding or some shit. Okay, boom, boom. Jose Ramirez out of title fight versus Zapata due to conflict with his wedding. Yeah. Regis Progray and Lionel replacing. There you go. I knew I've seen that somewhere. But but, uh, it's crazy. A lot of weddings plaguing it because didn't Josh Teller had to vacate because of his wedding? I'm uncertain. Yeah, I think so, man. I think so. But nonetheless, that's a that's a very good fight. Someone's getting hurt in that fight. It's it's a lot of good fights. I mean, Arthur uh, um yeah, is it Arthur or Alberto? Alberto Puello. Uh he's going to be fighting Basurro for that vacant, but he'll have to quickly defend versus someone, I believe. Um but that's a WBA title. You know, those things can change pretty quickly um, day, day to day, day to day. So it looks like we're supposed to have Cobbs via Zoom. Um, that would be great. Unfortunately for us, our Zoom doesn't do video just yet. Um, but we do have our engineer coming in today. I just hope he gets here while we're actually here. Uh, He was here last week while we weren't, and not cool. Not cool. Um, I I, I really like that Rolando Romero and uh, Jose Venezuela fight. I think that um, out of all the fights... That's probably the one that most interests me. I just like Roley, man. <laughs> I just like Roley. And I've been in camp with Venezuela, so I know what he brings. I know what level of intensity, how how he trains on a day-to-day, you know? No cameras, nothing like that. My man was... People talk about Benavides because he's a big name, but... Venezuela was in camp for four months. His is worse because he actually had a fight, came back to continue to train, you know. Um, So he's ready, man. He's one of those dudes that is just waiting for an opportunity. And he's one of those guys that had to earn his spot, not only in, 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 in the rankings, but, like, in his camp. At the time, um... When he met, not necessarily met, but when he wanted to be trained by Jose, you know, Jose wasn't taking on any other people. So 
you know, he went through like a proving stage, showing Jose that he was worth his time. And I mean Jose Sr., obviously. Uh, so I'm interested in seeing Radio get in there with anybody with a decent name so that he could continue to show us how good he is or, you know, show us that he's not as good as we think. But he isn't. Uh, Bo, turn your mic off. We're hearing all that. Um, He isn't in the top 10 of the 135, though. I'm going to screen share. We have uh, the Ring Magazine top 10, William Cepeda, Javier Fortuna, Richard Comey. And this is old. This says last updated June 23rd. So this is this is quite old and needs to be updated. We pull from the ring, so the ring will update. And when they do, we automatically get that update. See, the rest are updated July, 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 June. So WBA, you know how they do. They, they late the update, and so is the ring. But nonetheless, in the ring, Rayo is not there. But neither is Roly. So they should be able to get a fight. Roly is number five in the WBA. He's not available in the WBC or the IBF or nope or the WBL. This is gonna be yo. 135 is going to continue to get good, man. Um, Murataya's in there. You got Isaac Cruz in there. Shakur will be moving up soon. You know, Vasil will be coming back soon. I think Joseph Diaz is still a player in that division. Abdullayev, he's still a player in that division. So... I'm being told that Ryan is number one in the WBA, but this is not updated, as you can see. So it must be something on Twitter. But, I, I, you know, I'm not shocked. You know, people are hitting me up, asking if I'm shocked. Did I see? That's nothing new. A big name moves up, they get ranked because of the name recognition. That's how it works. It happened to Canelo. It happens to Floyd. It happens to so many fighters. Like, if you're a name, you come back out of retirement, you get ranked. If you're a name, you know, and you move up, you'll get ranked. So, not shocked. Not shocked at all. Now, William Cepeda is not Jose Cepeda. Don't get it confused. William Cepeda is a golden boy contender that they're not doing the best job with. He's a lot better than how they're advertising him. But it is what it is. Hopefully he gets his breakout fight so that the world can see how good he is. He's a good pressure fighter. Uh, he'll make for good television. But I am looking at the WBA rankings on their website, and they have Ryan Garcia as number one ahead of Michelle Rivera, who's been waiting. <laughs> so 
So they're trying to mandate that fight with, with Ryan and Tank somehow. He's number one, Jezreel number two, Michelle Rivera now number three, Vasile number four, Rolando Romero number five, George Cambosos number six, Gary Cully number seven, William Cepeda, who we spoke of, number eight, and oh, look at that, Yurik Mamodov, number nine. I know Yurik. Shout out to him. He made it. New Jersey, stand up. Joseph Diaz, number 10. It's crazy, bro. I've been knowing that dude, Yurik, for so long. It's crazy the road, how long. It's crazy how long that road is. I think he's he's like Yemen or something. So we're scheduled to have uh, former world champion Angelo Leo, who I've had the pleasure to watch train and watch spar here in Vegas quite a few times. Uh, bright young man, hungry, looking for uh, another opportunity to become a world champion. And um, I'm over here looking for my opportunity to become a YouTube channel with a million subscribers. So I need you to hit that thumbs up, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend. If you haven't already done so, you can click the link in the live chat right now and drop us a five-star review on iTunes. It will obviously help this episode and, and put this episode in the eyes of uh, other boxing fans. Looks like Angelo Leo is here. So we're going to take a quick intermission and be right back and have him join us. 12 years. I never expected it to turn out like this. TheBoxingBoys.com. Shout out to the community, man. I appreciate y'all. Happening, people. Info Joe, Los Angeles, in the building. Adrian, the problem wrong, the man from the frozen tundra. Keem, straight out of Florida. Liz Lowe.
is the number one pound for pound and two division champion, Marvin the Tank Furman from Dallas, Texas. Brandon Maurice, aka the AJ Trucker, straight out of Cincinnati, baby. Mad Bad 100, US Virgin Island. Chick Hollywood, California. Louis Reyes, Boston, Mass. Yo, drop that SDS shit, This son. message was brought to you by SDS Promotion. The voice of the people, there is no equal. You can add Nestor to. What up, what up, what up? What up, ladies and gentlemen? We are back, and we are joined with former world champion Angelo Leo. Uh, how are you, champ? Thank you for coming into the building bright and early. Uh, how's everything going? I'm doing good. Thank you guys for having me. It's oh, man, thank you. Here. Thank you for being here. So um, what's next, man? I know, uh, obviously, you've won a world title, WBO champion. Mm -hmm. Uh, you've been in the ring um, with Tremaine Williams, who's actually going to be getting back into the ring here pretty soon. Uh, we just seen Stephen Fulton Saturday during the Showtime telecast. Has there been anything uh, in the works for you? Is anything shaking? Have you gotten any phone calls? Yeah, definitely, definitely. We're uh, currently on the works right now for, uh, for uh, my next fight. It should probably be in approximately um, 8 to 10 weeks. Okay. So we're working on that right now. Um, I'll be fighting my first fight at a uh, 126. So you know I'll be entering the 126 pound rankings featherweight division. So yeah, that's what's that's what's next for me is uh just getting ready for my next fight here pretty soon. Cool, cool. So you are saying eight to ten weeks, but we've been seeing you in the gym, man. You've been yeah. getting yourself ready, staying in shape. Mm -hmm you know, sharpening that iron. Um, but is that a good thing, you think, for yourself? Did you have to, uh, I guess, did you just want to be in the gym? Did you have to lose some weight? Were you just sharpening? What, what, what's the, I guess, thought process from being in there so early? Because I think I've been seeing you sparring yeah. now for about a month and a half. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've been ready. We've been ready since, like, I'd say since the beginning of the year, you know. Uh, probably just some... Um, it, it uh, all really falls down the, the promotions, you know, because mm -hmm. you know we've been ready. Um, my dad, you know, my manager, he's he's talking to my promotions and all that, and they've been in touch. But recently, they they reached out to us and they told us that uh, you know, um, they gave us uh, eight eight weeks, you know, mm -hmm. uh, a full training camp. But I'm already ready, you know. I've been ready, and um, I'm ready to go whenever, you know. I'm a fighter, and I always stay in shape. And are you still with Mayweather Promotions? Yeah, currently I'm still with Mayweather Promotions. Okay. Um, and been in touch, but recently. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so you're you're still with Mayweather, and when's the last time you've heard from them? Because I know they've been pretty busy here, and mm -hmm. and not everybody's been exactly, I guess, happy with uh, the way that they've been moving. We've even seen one of the biggest Mayweather stars in Tank. Mm -hmm. uh, express frustration on social media. So, uh, yeah, man. Um, when's the last time you've spoken with him? Uh, last time I spoke to him would have to be <coughs> mm, probably like a week ago. Okay. Yeah, like That's a week. That's good news. A week and a half ago. 
So speaking of Mayweather promotions, we were just talking this morning about another Mayweather promoted fighter in uh, Rolando Romero. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure you've heard of him. Do you know Rayo Venezuela? Yeah, of course. Of okay. Course. I've actually done sparring with both. and uh, What? Yeah. With Rayo? Yeah, with Rayo we did uh, back in 2018. Back in 2018, I did a sparring with Ryo, mm -hmm. and with Rollies, you know, Rollies, Rollies a homie. He's always, yeah. we, we've, uh, you know, we hung out before. We used to hang out all the time, so you know, I know Rollies, of course, real good. Cool, cool. So, uh, wh what do you think of that potential matchup? Um, these two exchanged words in New York. You know, I'm gonna mm -hmm. knock you out. The other one, you know, f you and all this stuff. Uh, what do you think of a potential matchup between the two punchers? Oh, that's a great fight right there. That's a real good fight. Uh, I know they done sparring before. I think I was there when they did spar. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I think they sparred at City. Wow. Yeah, they sparred at City. Uh, so he went to he went to uh, Roley's house. Yeah, I believe so. I think uh, David Benavides at the time was training over there at, at City, and um, they did sparring there, and uh, it was good. It was good. It was good. Uh, it was a good sparring for both, and I think. Uh, when they fight the fight the 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 fans win in this one. So how long have you been knowing Sean Brewer and sparring him? Oh man, Sean, I've been sparring. I've known Sean since uh maybe 2019. Okay. 2020. Somewhere around there, but he really helped me out when I fought uh, for the world title. When I fought uh, for the world title Tremaine Williams mm -hmm. and uh when I fought Stephen Fulton. Okay. Yeah, no, he's a pretty slick fighter, you know, uh, so I can see why you would use him uh, for Tremaine and for Fulton. Mm -hmm. um, I think Fulton stays in the pocket a little more than uh, Brewer, yeah. but definitely Brewer loves to be in the pocket when he should be jabbing, in my opinion. He <laughs> yeah. should be using that whole ring, man. Definitely, he's got a long reach, and he should, he should use it to his full advantage. So that's your father in your corner when you're sparring, right? Yeah, that's He him. seems so young. How old is he? He's 20, 20, 48 already. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to him. Is he here with you or no? No, he's not. He couldn't make it right now. All right, all right. Um, so so what got you into the sport, man? Uh, my my dad. Okay. You know, my dad, he introduced me when I was around seven or eight years old. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the rest is history. You know, he at first I was in soccer, and then he put me in karate. And then those weren't really my things. And then he told me, well, why don't you try boxing? And he took me to the, to the local boxing gym that was um, attached to a community center. And from there, you know, I just kind of uh, fell in love with it little by little. And I got my first few fights, my first amateur fights, and I, and I, and I won them all. Wow. So that gave me the confidence. I was like, oh, I'm, you know, well, I'm actually pretty good at this. I'll, I'll stick with it. Mm -hmm. And so I just stuck with it, stuck with it. And we started going to tournaments to, to uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Um, then eventually California, LA, and then, um, we just started traveling to, to, um, to different States and all that. And from there on, you know, it just kind of grew and that's how the passion grew. For sure. And uh, how many amateur fights in total would you say you had? In total, I had around, uh, 70. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had around 70. So after 70 amateur fights... What do you do next? Like, what what are you and your father's plans? I want to know the story. Like, how'd you meet Mayweather? Yeah. How'd you meet your manager? Like, what was next? Yeah. Well, after the 70 fights, you know, after, um, you know, I was around, I think I had just turned 18, um, fought the 70 fights. And, you know, my dad, uh, last one was kind of, um, 
kind of like a robbery decision in my amateur fight. Mm -hmm. So my dad kind of got fed up with the the whole amateur system and was like, you know what, we need to turn pro. You know, your your style's not fit for the amateurs. So, you know, we decided to turn pro. Uh, I turned pro in Albuquerque, New Mexico, on a Johnny Tapia undercard, uh, well promoted undercard. And um, you know, we started getting fights, getting fights, and without a without a promoter. So um, we started fighting in New Mexico, um, in Mexico. And eventually, kind of the they didn't have the the capital to um, to fund the fights no more mm -hmm. and to get paid what I wanted to get paid. So my dad's like, you know, I think we need to make a move to um, to Las Vegas, somewhere where they can actually see your see your potential. And um, that's when we moved to to uh, to uh, Nevada. And um, you know, we went to Mayweather's. How old were you? By the time I moved here, I was. 22? Yeah, it was 22. I just turned... Coming I, from where? From Albuquerque? Yeah, coming from... How uh, was that for you? Did it feel the same? Because it's kind of desert yeah. out there as well? Or yeah. was it new? Did you hate leaving all your friends behind? Or were you excited to come to Vegas? Because it's like, oh, the Mecca yeah. box, and you're going to yeah. get great sparring, and you're expecting your career to take off. Yeah, no, exactly that. You know, um, it, was on our, it was on our first time moving because when I was 16... Um, we actually moved to LA. You know, I was 16. I moved to LA with me and my dad. We used to train at Wildcard, and uh, you know, got kind of expensive out there for, for us. So we couldn't really afford it no more. So our original plan was to move to to Las Vegas back in 2012. But um, when we tried moving out here, our apartment wasn't ready. So we had to go back to um, we had to go back to New Mexico. We New Mexico because we didn't have nowhere to stay. And when we did that, you know, we kind of just uh, kind of just got caught up in there, and that's when I turned pro. And then I just kind of um, we just kind of stayed there instead of Las Vegas, so we never kind of moved back. But you know, in 2017, my dad's like, you know, I think we should actually make that move back to to Las Vegas. And um, yeah, that's what we did. And uh, but it wasn't it wasn't nothing new to us, you know, because we had moved to LA, and um, I was all I was all like I was all boxing, you know. And fully focused on boxing. I didn't really care about the friends I had out there in in New Mexico and all that. That wasn't really my scene. While you know, I, I care for them, but it wasn't like uh, me partying or anything mm -hmm. like that. It was me fu fully focused on boxing and trying to improve on my career and to get further. For sure. And being from Albuquerque, uh, did you guys ever meet, train with uh, Hector Munoz? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've actually done sparring with him. Oh, wow. Yeah, Man, you you got some balls, bro. You get in with big people. Yeah, yeah. Because so. he, he, he sparred, I mean, he's fought Charlo, sparred Danny all the time, so he's mm -hmm. never been small. When did you spar him, and how much do you think he weighed? Oh, uh, man, at the time, he was probably 140, probably in his 140s, 150s. Mm. Yeah. So, um, I was actually sparring him right before I moved out here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because that's probably one of the, you know, bigger name pros that you could get work with out there, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's not a lot of uh, fighters in uh, Albuquerque. Uh, would you say he's the biggest to come out or, or, or did you take over? Because I don't think he won a world title. You, you've won a world title. Is there other champions from Albuquerque, New Mexico no, that you know of? I think the currently... Of course, you know, you have Johnny Tapia and Danny Romero and uh, Holly Holmes and all of them. 
Shout out to Holly Holmes. Yeah. But uh, at the time, I think, um, man, I wouldn't know. There was a Fidel Maldonado. He used to, okay. He used to train. He used to fight. For but he didn't become boy. a world champ. No, he I, fought Michael Perez. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I know. No, he was a he was he was a good up and comer. But I think uh, after like 2018, 2017, I started to take over, and now I'm the, you know the face of New Mexico. Mm, the face of New Mexico. Yeah. I like the sound of that. I like the sound of that, man. So it looks like your last fight was about a year ago, man. Yeah. Is yeah. that frustrating, or do you think you needed that time? We just seen Saturday mm -hmm. night that, that Danny needed the time. And, I mean, Danny Garcia, he needed the time away from boxing, but he also realized in that time away from boxing that boxing is what saves him and keeps him sane. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he expressed that with the, with the world, that uh, he needs boxing to deal with his anxiety. Uh, how has it been for you staying away from the ring for over a year and like I said, is that uh, has it been a good thing for you overall, mentally and emotionally, or would you have rather been in there fighting? Uh, it'd have to be a combination of both, to be honest. Um, I felt like uh, I am a little, uh, you know, anxious to get back in that ring because mm -hmm. you know it's it's what fighters do. You know, we like to fight and we want to we live for that. But at the same time, I think I, I think I needed that break, you know, um, just to just to. Re regather all my, my all my um, all my thoughts you know I was having a tough I was having a pretty tough time you know with the with the Fulton fight and all that you know first loss is always really a, a big a big thing you know and um, you know I got back I got back to it with the Alameda fight that gave me the confidence that I needed and um, but at that at that time you know I still felt like you know I still needed a lot of improvements you know and and throughout this time since I fought, you know, I had a lot of uh, reflections on myself, mm -hmm. uh, getting to know myself better and who I am and who, my, who I am as a fighter. And, um, you know, now I'm fully focused, fully there, and, uh, and I'm ready to get back in there and, and win another world title at 126 pounds. Can you share what you might have, I guess, figured out about yourself? Because you said, you, you know, you know who you are. And you know who you are as a fighter. Yeah. Uh, so what 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 happened during that time um, that made you figure these things out or that enlightened you? Uh, I'd have to just say just a lot of maturing. You know, a lot of, a lot of maturing. That's it. Um, figuring out what uh, what keeps me focused and what what drives me f to boxing and what uh, what um, what I need to improve. A lot of it was a lot of improvements in my boxing my boxing style and and just the reason why I was um you know cuz I would look really good in, in sparring you know but in the in the fights it was a little different you know cuz how so uh just um you know probably like um just get, being there being myself being more relaxed in there in the ring so you think anxiety I'd have to say that, yeah, a little bit of anxiety. Did, did you feel that that drained you? Took some of your energy in the ring, or made you uh, a little, not 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 um, a little, but made you uh, tired quicker? I'd have to say that. I'd have to say that, and also um, probably the weight drain. Probably being weight drained at 122 pounds, mm. I couldn't. Um, so it was becoming difficult. It was, yeah, very difficult. How long had you been at 22? Uh, I've been at 22 since. Probably 
after say when I was 21, so around six years. Mm. Yeah, so I was fighting at 118, and then I moved up to 122 when I was around 21. And then since then I fought at, at 122 pounds. But um, it was just getting too difficult to, to make. You know, this last fight I had at, uh, was at 122, and I was struggling to make those last three, four pounds. Mm. You know, it was taking me two days to, to drop four pounds. And, um, you know, I just felt weight drained at that, at that weight. So, that's And is I, this the Stefan Fulton fight? That was the Alameda, but at Fulton fight, you know, I felt pretty weight drained as well. Did you see Saturday's fights? With uh, Danny? Yeah. Did yeah, you dude. notice that Angel and Danny kind of said that the weight affected them in the Earl fight? I didn't hear that part, but I could see why. So then Earl comes out and he's like, oh, you know, basically don't try to discredit my win. You know, mm -hmm. you guys were good. Terrence comes out and says, it's funny. Uh, Benavides has two legs today because, you know, when Terrence fought him, he's, oh, he's one leg. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I say all that to bring up that you're saying you were weight drained, so I want to prepare you for the public and that fighter mm -hmm. now saying that you're possibly trying to diminish or discredit that loss and say it was more, it, it had to do with you not being physically 100%, mm. which is 100% true. It could be true, but yeah. you see how the public takes it, right? They don't want, it, it comes off as an excuse to others. But being in this sport, making the way to mm. something that is the most difficult part, would you say, or do you think, they're just being disciplined in the sport is the most difficult thing. What do you find the toughest uh, in boxing? Uh, I'd have to say probably the weight, you know. It's a little tricky when it comes to the weight because, you know, we're always trying to get as slim as possible. Mm -hmm. And that could, uh, you know, that could be a factor in, in how you perform. You know, not taking nothing away from, you know, Fulton or Alameda in those fights. But, you know, that's just me telling, telling um the people, the media, um, how I felt, you know. And I know I got a lot to, to prove, and I feel like I had 126 pounds, you know, it'd be a lot different. Have you ever sparred Ezekiel? Uh, what Ezekiel. is it, Borrero? No, I have not. Okay. No. Okay. Cause I, thought, I, I feel like I've seen you with him in uh, top rank. Maybe wrong. Or maybe I'm saying the name wrong. Bo, is that the name? Do you remember? Your mic's off. Ezekiel Barrero is correct. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I guess you never sparred him. He's yeah. he's from out here. Um, we'll show him to you later. Okay. Just asking because uh, he's in and around your weight. Um, so, I do have some questions from the people uh, that want to ask you a few things. We got James Valdez all the way in San Antonio, Texas, who says, mm -hmm. who did you enjoy watching box when you were growing up? When I was growing up, it was a lot of... Um I have to say Oscar De La Hoya. Okay. Oscar was a uh, was was the guy at the at the time. So was you know Fernando Vargas, Manny Pacquiao, and uh, probably Floyd Mayweather. All right, all right. Those are some good names to be watching. How was your time in Wildcard? Because if you were watching Manny Pacquiao coming up, mm -hmm. then you get to train. In the wild card, I'm sure you've seen him. Yeah. Um, did it go any further? Were you able to work with him? Did he teach you anything? Any sort of mentorship? Any conversations? What What, what did you get uh, in your time at Wild Card, and who did you meet? Yeah, 
No, it was just um, when he when he trained, it was kind of like just his team mm-hmm. upstairs, and then all all the the fighters. I was at a, I was an amateur at the time, so we would just kind of wait outside until he finished. But um, there's this one time I remember I was shadow boxing when he when he was already getting done with his training. I was shadow boxing and he kind of stayed looking at me and, and and examining me, and then he told me to get in the ring and start start shadow boxing. Oh, nice. So that was pretty cool. You know, I was like 15 or 16 years old, so that was pretty cool coming from oh, the Oh, man. At that time and that age, that must have been so amazing and motivating, bro. Yeah, yeah, it was. Wow. Did you ever run with him like everybody does? Nah, I didn't get the no? chance to. Nah. Okay. okay. But I ran where he was running, but I would never run. I, I never actually ran with him. All right. I got Ruin a 504. He says, it's been a year since your last fight. Why the long layoff? And do you have a fight plan? You kind of answer both of those unless you feel you need to yeah. add anything to it. Yeah, no, basically um, just like, you know, with the, the whole promotional thing and the and my promotions, they're just kind of, you know, taking their time, I, I guess. Yeah. Um I hear you, man. I hear you. That's, yeah. you know, for us as fight fans, we get frustrated and we assume that you guys are feeling that same frustration. But, you know, we also forget that uh, while you guys are warriors, you're still humans, you know what I mean? And and fighting isn't like any other sport. So sometimes that time off could be needed, not only physically for your body, but, you know, for your family too, you know, because you guys spend a lot of time training. So hopefully mm-hmm. at least your time off, uh, was beneficial in some sort of way. Yeah, definitely. We got uh, Brandon in Houston that says, I know you said you were going up in weight to 26, but if you received a call about fighting a new way in his 122-pound debut, would you be interested in going back down? Mm, to be honest, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just being, just being me, I can't make 122 pounds. Yeah. That's, listen, man. I, mean, I can make 122 pounds, but it wouldn't be my best performance, you know. In order for in order for me to get my best performance, it'd have to be 126 pounds. Now, out of the six years at 122, mm-hmm. how many of those years have been with a nutritionist? Mm, none. No chef. No chef, no chef. No strength and conditioning coach? Strength and conditioning coach, I had one for my last fight. Who was it? It was Memo. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Memo. Yeah, it was Memo. And, and that still didn't help? It helped a little bit, but... You still felt bad. I still felt bad, yeah. You know, you told me all the things I needed to do, but it just, um, you know... So just, who cooks for you during these camps? Your dad? I do. Holy smokes. Yeah, yeah I do. So I got to hook you up, man. Uh, shout out to Foodie Fit. Bro. I'm going to hook you up. Yeah, yeah. At the very least, they'll give you a discount, mm-hmm. and um, the meals are cheap, but everything is there. The calories, the macros, yeah. the protein. Andres Cortez uses it. I hooked up Lonnie B, mm-hmm. the, the Michael Jordan, the boxing with it. There's a few fighters using it, man. And uh, let me tell you, I don't even work out as half as much as I want, it, I want to. Like, yeah. in my head, I'm, I'm, I'm in the gym every day. But truthfully, that's not happening. But I'm I'm able to lose and maintain with this food. Um, so I, I, I'll hook you up with them. Um, regardless of whether you want to stay at 22 or go up. Because it's just better to take out the guessing 
You know what I'm saying? If you know what you're eating, you know how many calories, how many macros, there's no more guessing, you know? Yeah. And then you know at least what you have. Like, you know, uh, as men, we should be eating at least 2,000 calories. So I know if I'm eating 1,500 a day, bro, I can have a Kit Kat yeah. and a fucking soda. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you that, don't know, you don't know. Yeah, and see, the thing with uh, when I was working with Memo is that he was, you know, he was telling me the portions I needed to eat. He, we were, I was weighing my food and all that. Mm. So that helped out. Yeah, but it, it's the seasoning. Yeah, Sodium seasoning, makes right. you retain weight. You're a fighter. You're trying to cut weight. Yeah. So what they're cooking your food with or you're cooking your food with could be stopping you from losing weight because of high yeah. sodium and stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. I'll hook you up with my boy Charlie. Sure. And hopefully you guys can come together at least for one of your camps or something um, where it where it means the most. But you can also start before to see if you like it. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is spicy because they barely cook with like salt. Okay. You know, there's no sodium. I'm telling yeah, yeah. you. Uh, but it's good. It's very, very good and healthy. I got big casual. Never figured out where casual's from, but he says, "What's up, champ? I feel like a huge fight." In and around your weight class is Fulton versus the Monster Inoue. Who do you think wins that fight at 122? Mm, that's a good fight. I think the 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 fans win mm. that one for sure. Mm, good answer. Good answer. Um, is there a fight out there that you want before your career is over? Anybody that you're like, man, you know, if I could have it my way before I retire, I want to fight Floyd. Obviously not Floyd, yeah. but I'm saying. I want uh, I want Leo, Leo Santa Cruz. Mm. That's right. You said that in the gym. And nothing's come from that. Nothing yet. Nothing yet. Mm. And I, he has a few things, though, right? He has uh, the Lee Wood situation. Yeah, the Lee Wood. And I think he was trying to unify with someone else, Ray though. Ray Vargas. Ray Vargas. Yeah. So he's busy, Leo. You need to pick a new person. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. I think. Um, well, I think that fight would be good after he gets, um, you know, in it with Lee Wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, says he wins. I think he'll win that fight, and then, uh, you know, I'd like a fight after that with him. I know mm-hmm. I want uh, two two fights at 126 pounds, and then we could go for it. But if not, you know, I would like Leo Santa Cruz or um, Ray Vargas. Oh, wow. Ray Vargas got the WBC. So you don't want no interim fight. Like, you want champions because Leo's a champion. Mm -hmm. Ray has just become champion beating Masiago. Um, So you're not looking for a tune-up or, you know, a competitive 10-round fight. You want a championship shot? We'll take a fight. We'll take one or two fights before we take one of them. them. All right. All right. I got New York Bullet says, what's up, champ? How many weight classes you plan to win world titles at? Um, as, long, as much as my body allows me to, you know, I feel I think I feel good at 126 pounds. And um, eventually, if the timing's right and everything goes well, uh, 130. See how my body feels at 130. But right now I'm, I'm sticking to 126 pounds. Being as though that you were a champion already and you know what it takes to become one, mm-hmm. as fight fans, we want to see you guys fight more, right? It's like two times a year isn't enough for us. But realistically, um, we've seen Canelo do it. Obviously, one of those fights was yeardom, not the level of a plant, not the level of a Billy Joe. And I mean, he wasn't a world champion. Do you think it's realistic for fight fans to expect fighters to fight 
three world-class fighters or more in one calendar year? Or you think if they gave you guys the dates, yeah, it's physically possible? Um, I think... I, I think it's good for fighters to take, you know, one or two f hard fights per year and then take a little tune-up or take a little, like, uh, uh, someone that is not that ranked, you know, mm -hmm. and then go back to, to fighting, you know, top elite fighters. Now, sometimes we see fighters do that and they lose in those fights. For instance, Luis Cubaceres comes off the biggest win of his career beating Jared Hurd. Mm -hmm turns around and loses to Vaughn Alexander. Yes, he's the brother of two-time champion Devin Alexander, but he's not Devin. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Ruiz and AJ. Yeah. Sometimes that tune-up ends up being a problem. Mm -hmm. um, I because think, I don't know, I'm not a fighter, but yeah. you know, we hear in boxing that you guys can't get up for a certain fighter or fight down to a certain level of opposition. You think those phrases in boxing are true? Uh, no, nah, I think it all has to do on the on the fighter, you know. Because personally, me, I like to take every fight as a world world championship fight. And even if he's a tune-up, I've seen those those situations, like you said, that you know they take the the tune-ups and they lose. Um, I'd have to say one example was a Mikey Garcia one. Mm, with Sandor Martin. Sandor Martin, yeah. So, you know, I'm well aware of those. So I wouldn't, me taking a tune-up or, or someone that's not as ranked, I would still take it very seriously. Okay. So uh, walk me back to the first time Floyd seen you and I guess how much it mattered to you, what it felt like, mm. or has it never happened? Um, the first time he seen me, I believe, is when I actually sparred Tank. Okay, wow. Yeah, I sparred Tank back in 2017. I think he had just got done fighting. Um, How much did you weigh? I weighed, man, I was light at the time. I was probably walking around like 133. Okay. You know, 134. And uh, he had just got done fighting out there in the UK. Maybe it was like maybe a month or two mm -hmm. after. So he was heavy, you know, he was heavy, but, uh, you know, Floyd, um, everyone in the gym and the staff at, at Mayweather Boxing Club had been telling Floyd about me, and it got, it got out to him that, you know, there's this kid from Albuquerque, he's really good, he's 10-0, and 0. Uh, you need to check him out, you need to see him. And so I, I think he was getting ready for the McGregor fight, so he was already, he's in the, he was in the gym frequently. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they set me up with Tank, you know, I sparred Tank, you know, five rounds. And um, he liked me. He really liked me. Um, I asked him, like, hey, is there anything I need to work on, champ? And he's like, no, you're good, you're good. And uh, he liked the way I was able to adapt and all that. And so later on in the year, that's when I got signed. Nice. How'd that sparring go, man? It went good. You know, it went real good. Um, that was your first time in there with Tank, so... Did anything surprise you, or did you know what to expect because of watching him? Uh, I kind of knew what to expect, but um, one thing that did surprise me was his counters. He was really fast on the counters. Mm. You know, even even though he was a lot heavier, he was pretty quick on the counters. Um, how many rounds did you? Do we you did, remember? We did five. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, and that was your first and only time, or have you been in there with him, that others? Was, that was the first and only time. Wow, man, you've been in there with a lot of heavier people, man. Radio, yeah. Roly, Tank. Those guys are like 35-pounders that have to lose weight to get to 35. Like, yeah. So, you know, you're sparring up for sure, man. Uh, what are some of the other names you might have sparred? Heavy names. like Heavy names? Yeah, people that were out of your weight class. Um, man, I can't think of any others here in Vegas. Nah, that's, that's Since me. you moved to Vegas, do you ever leave Vegas to get work anywhere else, or this is the mecca, so you just stay here? Yeah, no. Uh, this is the mecca, so for the most part, we stay here. But mm -hmm. I, I think for the Caesar Waters fight, when I fought, when I fought him, we went to LA. Okay. We went to LA for a day or two to get some sparring out there because we weren't getting en enough sparring here in Vegas. Who'd you uh, end up working with out there? Out there. It was actually, we actually went to Leo's gym. Leo Santa, Santa Cruz's Cruz. gym. Yeah. Leo. So you guys have worked together already. Yeah, yeah. I did plenty of sparring with Leo when I was younger, when I was around 18 years old. Okay. Yeah, I sparred him. Um, so you getting, got that that familiarity confidence. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So I helped him when he fought uh, Eric Morrell, when he fought Abner Mates. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I know how he, how he fights and, you know, I have a lot of respect for for Leo, but I would still like that fight, you know. I think you, I think the fans would love it, and you know it'd be good for both of us. Being as though he, you, you know him, and he obviously knows you that intimately from sharing the ring together and and, and training. Do you think he'll take that fight? Because you, you know, you spar someone mm -hmm. enough times, you know if you, if that's a problem, or if you got their number, right? Mm -hmm. I think he would take it. Mm. I think he would take it. So that's your dream fight, though, because when I asked the fight that you want before you retire, you said Leo. Mm -hmm. Is there any others out there that are kind of your, you know, bucket list fights, dream fights? Mm, not that I could think of right off the top, but my main goal is just to win the world titles, you know, mm -hmm. win those world titles. I, I feel like my dream is to win those world titles and to be, you know, unified, multiple world Multiple time division champion. You said you wanted Ray Vargas. What did it? What is it about Ray Vargas that you think you can capitalize? I mean, I want to believe. I, I I met him in 2019 at the um, WBC convention. He's he's tall. Mm -hmm. He is tall. And look, what he was coming off like a three year layoff, and he still did yeah pretty well. Yeah. So what is it about him that you see that you can capitalize on? Uh, we see some vulnerabilities in him. Me and my team, we see some vulnerabilities in him. Um, of course, you know he's 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 a he's a good fighter, and I'm mm -hmm. not taking nothing away from him. He's fast, he's quick, he's active, and he throws a lot of punches. But uh, I see some things in him that you know I, I feel I can exploit. For sure, man. Um, interesting because again, you're you're shorter. Uh, as a boxer, does that matter to you? Because for us fight fans, you know, we see the way in. We're like, oh, my God, he's so much taller. I know he was taller. Yeah. Uh, and then you hear coaches like, oh, use your height, use your reach. But then you hear in boxing, height doesn't win fights. So it's like, wait a minute. If he's taller and he's got a longer reach and my coach is telling me I need to use it, then how does height not win fights? And how do fighters 
not care if they're fighting a shorter guy or a taller guy. So give me your perspective on things like that. Fighting someone bigger than you, mm-hmm. do you prefer it? Uh, is it more difficult? Yeah. I feel like it goes it goes deeper than just the, the height advantage, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things play a factor, you know, like the, their speed, if they counter, if they're good on the inside, you know, because there's a, believe it or not, you could, you could win a taller fighter fighting on the outside. How so? Know? Just, you know, being quicker on the trigger, you know, a, a lanky fighter, you can make them overcommit and then capitalize off the off of when he overcommits. You know, um, for example, you had Tommy Hearns and, and Sugar Ray Leonard. Mm-hmm. Sugar Ray Leonard boxed him for the few, first few rounds, and then he got in the inside and it was a little quicker on the trigger when he fought Hearns. Even though he was the, the, the taller fighter, you know, Leonard was able to you know, get in there and, and um, get his shots off. Danny Garcia, Jose Benavidez, just this weekend, smaller fighter. Yeah, for Danny sure. Danny was jumping in and exactly. out-timing and out-speeding uh, Jose Benavidez. I was actually going to bring up Roley and Tank. He was the smaller fighter Tank was, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he was able to, yeah, like you said, capitalize off of Roley over-committing. Yeah, exactly. Just things like that, you know. So height has something to do with it, mm-hmm. but it's not the end all be all. Thing. So so it's not a a, a a a natural advantage though. You think even tall people need to learn how to use their height or or rather everyone that's tall doesn't know how to use their height. Yeah, I say um it all depends on the fighter. You know, because they say it's if it can't be a natural. You could say a shorter fighter could be a natural advantage because he's, he could fight on the inside. Mm-hmm. And then in the opposite, on the other hand, you got you know being tall could help because he could keep you on the outside. Mm-hmm. But it also it all depends on how a fighter fights and how he uh, is able to adapt and and use his style to his advantage. Uses his uh, his uh his natural abilities to his, his advantage. For example, uh, Ray Vargas, he's tall, so already, he already knows that every fighter comes in on him. Yeah. And he knows how to, he knows how to fight that. So being as though you just said that, how would you approach a fight with Vargas? Because you're the shorter guy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume you want to be on the inside. Yeah. But like you said, he's going to assume that's also where you want to be and he's been used to keeping people out of his wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah, so it would uh, we'd have to, you know, figure him out the first few rounds, see what he see what uh work what works for me, you know, cuz we could box him or we could fight him on the inside or we could do both. But uh we could only tell when we're in there with them. For sure. Um so you're saying Targeted date was eight to ten weeks from now. Yeah, around there, two months. Okay. So that puts you like on what? The Earl Crawford undercard? That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind that at all. Right, right. Yeah. And it, it, there's rumors it, it should be out here in Vegas, man. Um, Even better. You living out in Vegas, do you think you've been able to build the fan base out here or you're you would say your people's travel from Albuquerque. If you had a fight out here, they would travel from Albuquerque. Definitely both. Oh, both. You built fans here, you think? Yeah, definitely. Um, 
you know, I get on Instagram, I look at the insights and all that. Okay. And my top followers are from from Vegas, from Albuquerque and Vegas. Nice. Yeah. Look at you. That that must be uh, pretty good. And uh, so, who taught you how to check out the insights? <laughs> Myself. Okay. Myself. You know, I just got the, I got the business, the business Instagram. Mm -hmm. So it tells you like your insights, you know, all your all your followers, the demographics, and all that. Have you been able to use that new information to leverage sponsors? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh oh, I haven't. I need to though. You need to. I need to. You absolutely need to. Your analytics is what tells them how powerful you are, and yeah. you know um, how much they're willing to spend on you. But uh, it looks like I think that is all the questions, Angela. Let me refresh. I do want to thank you for coming in early. If you have any social media. Uh, please give it out. If you have anywhere you want to direct our audience, please uh, let them know. Yeah, you guys can follow me on Instagram, Angelo X Leo, um, Facebook, Twitter, uh, all Angel Angelo X Leo, TikTok, Angelo X Leo seven seven seven, and um, shout out to all my my fr my friends, my family, and uh, everyone supporting. Stay tuned for my next one. So what's up with the ex? Is it Xavier or you denounced your original last name and shit? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a little space I made. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got a late one coming in that says uh, from Houston. The fight with Fulton was one of the most infighting heavy fights ever seen. Mm -hmm. At what point did you say, fuck it, I'm just going to sit here and bang? Um, I'd have to say... You know, from the from the get go, you know, we knew that was gonna be an inside fight. Really? Know? Yeah, but to be honest, we didn't expect Fulton to come out like that. You know, he he yeah. brought it. He he brought out brought out a different game. Yeah. Shout out to him. Um, he showed uh, that he could fight on the inside. Um, but so so we weren't really exactly prepared for that. But um, you know. From the get go, you expected him to box and use the ring. Yeah, yeah, like he, like he Usually did in his does. last fights. Yeah. yeah, like his last fights. It's yeah. funny because you guys are so busy training, but we as fans and media noticed that he had been training with Jerron Butsenis's father, Bozy. Mm -hmm. Did you not see that during your like training camp? Did you not know who he was f training with? No, we did not. No. Yeah, he switched trainers, and obviously, once he did that, we all knew like, oh shit, he's working on inside work because that's where boots shines yeah. you know what i mean and obviously there was videos of him kind of yeah. doing all the boots exercises to the body and whatnot but that was the last question uh we're gonna go ahead and take a quick intermission and be right back after we take this picture with angelo leo i want to thank you obviously for coming on mm. uh we appreciate you coming in here early and we wish you the best of luck in your upcoming fight and whatever you have planned we'll be right back ladies and gentlemen don't forget to hit that thumbs up button there's over 400 and something of you watching make sure those thumbs up are equal and send some love not only to the show but also to angelo leo peace 12 years. I never expected it to turn out like this. TheBoxingBoys.com. Shout out to the community, man. I appreciate y'all. What's happening, people? Info Joe, Los Angeles, in the building. Adrian, the problem wrong, the man from the frozen tundra. Keem, straight out of Florida. Liz Lowe, the king of Georgia. You already know what it is. It's the queen, Mikey K, Detroit.
Detroit, stand up. David Maldonado, New York City. Yo, Ness, don't cut me off, man. Don't cut me off. King, I mean of Essex, catch me for them championship rounds. Big Superman, Plainview, Texas. Davidian in Buffalo, God bless you all. Jesus Christ. Without try it ain't nothing. Without the callers, it ain't nothing, man. Bad girl, TKO, San Diego, California. Big Fish, Vega, Palm Beach, Florida. Tree the Incredible, straight out the ATL. James Benitez, Huntsville, Alabama. It ain't hating, it's just the truth. Show kid, Malvern, New York, suckers. SDS promotions. Coach Mide from London, UK. Checking in from Tennessee, it's Lethal James. P A Y N E. It's Lethal. Line 6 Reed, just spreading that boots gospel. Both from Belmont, only in America. Well, I'm a true attestation to the American dream. King Born, Grand Heights, Brooklyn. You heard? Four chicken wings and french fries, breakfast and champions. Let's get to it. JT, New Orleans, Louisiana. Stuff like that. Yo, TVV, this coach J-Mac. Long Louisiana, 504, baby. Yeah. What have you? Say, why? Hey. California. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, join YouTube members and Patreon for some. This is the number one pound for pound and two division champion, Marvin the Tank Furman from Dallas, Texas. Trucking. Straight out of Cincinnati, baby. Mad Bad 100. U.S. Virgin Islands. Chick Chickarelli, Hollywood, California. Louis Reyes, Boston, Mass. Yo, drop that ass. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. We are back. What it do? What it do? What it do? Sorry for the dead air, but uh, had to tell Foodie Fit, yes, we are available for the drop-off. I need my food. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. That's the beauty of Foodie Fit, man. They deliver fresh, no frozen meals, man. Not like your regular people that... Um, Um, you know, not at those frozen food spots, bro. Not really digging frozen foods. You know what I'm saying? But we are waiting for Bo to come back so that we can uh, take any calls that we may have. So if you're on Discord, go ahead and raise your hand. Raise your hand if you're on Discord so that, excuse me, so that uh, we know exactly who wants to jump on the show and talk? Mr. PBC. Uh-oh. Real quick, before we go to any callers, let me just um, do... Okay. Give us a moment, Mr. PBC. Uno momentos. Uno momentos. Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. It's so crazy. I wonder if it's the, the audio here or these headphones, because these are Shores, 
And the ones in the other one were not sure. They were these, which are Sony's. These shores might sound better, man. I mean, I, I, like that dude just sounded so different than ever. Subscribe to youtube.com slash the boxing voice for the latest and greatest interviews with your favorite fighters. She definitely sounded like she's from the UK. Brandon is saying we got Blair Cobbs at eight. So hopefully our discord is working properly and we can do all that. Zoom. That's what he said. Zoom. In the meantime, who do we have on Discord? Mr. PBC. Oh, yeah. Time for Mr. PBC. At the end of the day, every cheater has their day. He has a good power. He has a good skills. But uh, most of people think about him like he's untouchable. That was the best fighter since Floyd Mayweather. I'm gonna tell you the truth about Canelo. Motherfucker easy, man. Bivol is always gonna be Canelo. He's still Hello. Hello, buenos dias. Mr. PBC, how are you? What's good, what's good with you? Um, I didn't really catch the show that much, but I do see the title and I understand how to read. I would like Roley versus uh, Venezuela. Um, I like Venezuela. Um, his speed, um, his uh, timing, when he places his punches. And I think that would be a perfect fight for him with Roley because Roley gives off all those areas that you need to hit because... He doesn't seem like he has any type of skill set to just avoid that. So I think Venezuela will obviously beat Roley. Um, definitely waiting for the Zardo Bivol. Can't wait for it to knock down the dude who's standing up for the dude. Um, really, that's it for today, man. Uh, you know, shout out to Danny for representing, but, you know, he ain't going to do too much. That's my call. All right. All right, all right, all right. That's all we got on Discord That's all we got on Discord is what Bo said. So let me check if we got any Super Chats we need to get to. Anyone wanting to engage via Super Chat? And it looks like we don't have anybody. So we're going to take a quick intermission for about fucking 30 minutes. Nah, I'm joking. I don't know if we can do 30. But we have to wait for our next guest at 8. And, uh, yeah. I can send you the raffle for the winners yes. on the wheel. I mean, if you have them, announce them. All right. If you have it, announce it. All right. Give me a moment. I'm going to send it. Damn. John you. Ryder versus uh, Jaime Monguia is in early negotiations. Jaime, Jaime, Jaime is funny, bro. I get him, man. He's like, fuck that. I'm going to fight who I want until I'm ready. I'm just going to keep getting ready until I feel I'm 100% ready. Hmm. Crazy, man. Crazy. 
Let me know if you can play that. If you can. On the screen, you can cut the, you can mute it if you need to. Yeah, air, just uh, airdrop that to me. So what is it so that the people know that you are trying to show? The winners to the raffle that we've been running over the last, I say, two weeks. Mm -hmm. So it'll be the winners to the keychain, the Yo Evers glove, Benavidez glove, Laura hat, TVV hoodie, Tommy Hearns t-shirt, and Kanichi bear headphones. Don't forget about the Danny Garcia glove as well. All autographed. Yeah, but this... I mean, I guess when I play the video, I'll see it. Did you send it? There it goes. Shit. What happened? You canceled it. There it goes. There it goes. All right, ladies and gents. Let's see what our good friend Bo has cooked up for us. Do I play it or is Yeah, you can play it. Oh, it does. It is playing. Don't play it first. Uh, make sure you start it fresh. There we go. I don't know why it ain't playing with music, though. Because it's only music on that first one. Oh. And that was... So, so wait, that's it? Just Justin Gonzalez? For the Laura hat, which is up top, if you can see. But it's only 23 seconds, the video, so it just shows one winner? And then I, it's others for the other, other raffle wheels for the other items. That is the TBV hoodie just came through. Okay, in the future, we should just do it all one video. Like, if even if you got to do them separate like this, just add them after they're all done separate into one right um fuck because they're not even named all right this one says laura hat we did that hoodie uh wait i gotta do this all right this makes it a little bit tougher but we'll learn as we go so this one is for the hoodie and it looks like the winner is Adam Arenas. One day he and I was uh as I was building and I seen that he was in a lot of raffles and that's due to like a big super chat he had one day and he pretty much landed in everything. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Adam. Next one up is Oh, you sent two Laura hats. Got Tommy Hearns t-shirt. Next one up is Tommy Hearns t-shirt. Wheel is spinning. Oh, Adam again. Oh, Adam was in that shit three times. Bro, yo, are. that's how you do it, Adam. That's how you do it. He was, yo, how many names? He was how many? Oh, I can't see. I would have to rewind. Adam was one, two, three names out of five. That's crazy. 
what else? So that was for the Tommy Hearns t-shirt. You won that. What else did you get? And then did you spend for the... I only got Hearns shirt, hoodie, and Laura hat. You only sent three so far. This is your Elvis glove. Your Elvis glove. Or whatever it says at the subject, because I can't see your phone. This one is your Elvis glove. Your Elvis glove. Let's see who wins. Oh, wow. A lot of people in this one. Wow. It's funny how some of them got a lot of entries and other. It's, I mean, some on, some things know? some things are more, you know, people want them more than others. Right. Davidian. He won. Oh, what's up? Hi, this is Davidian from Buffalo Falls. God bless you in Jesus' name. Oh, Bo leaving the screen share recording. <laughs> Damn, bro, you can't edit that out? It should have been edited out. It was uh, a lot of them to do. It was a lot of them, bro. Yo, no excuses, bro. You got to press play. You sent me two Tommy Hearns shirts. Are those all the winners? Here yeah. goes some more. So hit the Tommy Hearns shirt because you accidentally did the Laura hat or the TBV hoodie twice, if I'm not mistaken. Um... This Benavidez is, glove. All right, so you want to do Tommy Hearns right again? Here. Yeah, Tommy Hearns. We doing Tommy Hearns? Damn, this one got a lot of people in it. Whoa. Yeah. Who we got? Who we got? Uh oh, Adam Arenas. Shout out to Adam. So he got the TBB hoodie and the Tommy Hearns shirt. Yep. Shout out to Adam. Mind you, I did it all last night, but. It was just so many names on so many wheels. It was, you know, hard to. Benavidez Glove up next. Let's see who won this puppy. That's a fan favorite. Yeah, this was a fan favorite. Spin that wheel. Who gets it? Fred Robinson. I love seeing people that we see on a deli win. Right. Fred, I know you super chat a lot, so congratulations on that autograph glove. We appreciate you for sure. Is that it, Bo? It's one more. One more. And it's coming through in a five, four. <laughs> Hold on, you should have probably started at 10. Three, two, two and three-thirds, two and a half, two and a quarter, two, one and three-thirds. Man, it's a prepared One and a half. All right, there we go. One. Zero. You got it. Zero. Up next, what do we got? What do we got? Looks like the... Danny Garcia glove. And then it didn't go long, so it's not as a lot of names in yeah. that one, but I guess that's better for the person in the raffle. Mike Wilkins. You win the Danny Garcia glove. So what you guys have to do is contact Bo. Make sure that he has your uh, shipping information and your first and last name, zip code, all that. All that if you want these prizes to be sent to you. Now you got to run that Kenichi barrel. I can airdrop it again if you need me to. 
Cause yeah, that's I, the one we didn't. I haven't gotten that one. All right, that's the one that had the music on it that you played first. Yes. Yeah, so uh, for those just joining us, what we're doing is obviously our daily raffles. We're giving out, announcing all winners. Uh, this is one of our biggest raffles right here: the Kenichi Bear headphones, and uh, this is a two hundred dollar value that someone will be winning for a measly fifth. $15 and the wheel is spinning. It's looking like Mad Bent 100. Shout out, Mad Let's ben. go, Mad Bent. Shout out to Mad Bent. Um, I really like when you know people that rock out with us every day are actually here winning every day. So, uh, yeah. Shout out Mad Bent 100. Look like we got a couple callers on Discord. Keep in mind, if you did win an item off the wheel, if I see your name, I'm going to remind you or let you know. But uh, you can hit me up on IG at BoMason underscore TBV. Uh, just send me your address, and I'll be able to get that item to you. No issue. We got Hawk in Maryland. Yes. Hawk in Maryland, time to hit you with the... What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? Hawk in Maryland. Tommy, I'm gonna knock you out, man. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Great show. Yes. Dan. And Brandon. I'm out. Yo, TBV. Yo. What's up, yo, Ness? And uh, <clears throat> what's up, Debo? Where Danny? We don't know, man. We hoping he goody. Yeah. Nobody's oh, okay, okay. He probably, he, he probably wouldn't got himself a, a suntan before he coming in. That's all. Mm. Hopefully. <laughs> um. Yo, Ness, but uh, Yo. I want you to pull up and put on the screen, if you can, Earl Spencer's response to uh, Danny Garcia having that moment in the ring. Having that moment? What you talking about? Like when him and his dad said what they said and he was like, don't try to discredit it or diminish the win? Or you talking about when he said Danny looked good at 54? Like the weight did him good? No, Earl Spence's response to Danny Garcia being in the ring when he started crying. You didn't see Earl Spence's response? Nah, what'd he say? He said, that shit is weak. Fuck that shit. I don't know what the hell these niggas doing. All kind of stuff. You got to pull it up. Hmm. He he put out a, a paragraph. I mean, that's on Earl, man. You know, it is what it is. Like, everybody's different and everybody handles things yeah. different. If he doesn't believe in anxiety, he also never mm -hmm. lost. You know what I'm saying? Danny was yeah. Earl before Earl was Danny. You know what I'm saying? So now Danny's not in the limelight. Now Danny's not the superstar that he used to be. He he didn't get to be the A-side pay-per-view fighter that Earl is. So I can yeah. see him going through anxiety, you know? Um you know, credit to Earl that 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 he doesn't go through things like that even after he's gone through a lot. 
Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But I do like this fight. Um, not. I mean, I do um like the uh, uh the the one you the, the show about the Roma Roly Romero fight. But I'm more interested in this um Regis progress. So, so fight what are you talking coming. about? Is it this one? He said people trying to figure out how they gonna pay their mortgage or rent a month, yeah. etc. Like I said, I don't give a fuck about none of that. I don't care who think what about what the fuck I care about a rich knuck being depressed. I'm sure my elders felt worse than me. That's it. It was a little more than that changed, though, but that's part of it. Then he changed and he put my parents, my parents and kids. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the first time you see yeah, that? I see, yeah, no, nah, this is. He said, I don't care about none of that weak ass shit. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then uh, another one is my uh, Danny and his pops need to stop making excuses on why they lost to me. Nobody trying to hear that shit for real. There you go. That's the part. And that's the one I said right here. That extra weight feel good. Laugh out loud. <laughs> hey Ness. Hmm. Yo Ness. Yeah, I'm listening. Oh, oh my bad. What about that? Uh, how you like that Regis Progray fight coming though? Oh man, we've been talking about that all morning. I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, you did? Okay, I missed it then. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's the one I'm waiting on. I want to see Regis in the ring. I think Regis being uh he make bad decisions as far as uh uh his his promotion team, but man, because he should have been in some it would have been nice to see him on uh PBC fighting everybody, but I don't know. But uh, I, I can't wait to see Regis fight again. But uh that's my call, and that's uh great show, bro. Appreciate you, man. Looks like Appreciate we might you. have uh, Blair Cobb in the Zoom. But Blair. Got a different name on there, so let's see. No, that's his publicist. Hello, Celia. Buenos dia. Hi, guys. How are you? I mean, Cecilia, excuse me. Oops. Uh, yeah, I'm just waiting for Blair. No um, problem. Just uh, give us a heads up whenever you're ready. We'll keep it going until then. Uh, Bo, anybody else on Discord? Cecilia, let us know when you're ready and mm -hmm. open up my Discord. We got Fire Flame. Hey, I think uh, Terrell said he got a. Let me see something here. You are in the Border Wars. If, if you do, if I do have your intro, you would be part of the Border Wars people. But I don't see it, Rel. You might have to re send that. Bring him in. I don't. I don't see. He he yeah, said we he have an accept intro. the invite. Uh, Firefly. He said we had an intro for him or something like that. He didn't accept, so we could go to a side stainless. Dan's been a long time. Red belt, black belt, WO and green. I'm king. Undisputed goat, TBE. And you can catch the news first on TBV. Voice of the people, people now let me speak. Scientists of the sweet, B-O-X-I-N-G. You. Stainless. This must not have good service out there in Ohio. Well, 
Anyone else? All right. If you're on, uh, if you want to call in, you know the number. I mean, you know the f- way to call in is obviously uh, connecting via Discord with us so that you can get, you know, clear audio quality. Um, we're just waiting to connect with Blair the Flair. We just got done with our interview with uh, former world champion Angelo Leo. You can check that out by simply hitting rewind. And right now, we're inching so close to that million subscribers. So we need you to go ahead and tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And not only subscribe, but click that notification bell. Plus, on our YouTube channel, uh, that video that I talked about with Haseen Rahman Sr. is out. And you can uh, watch the two of us go at it via chess in his gym which was a an amazing moment for myself i can't lie so if you want to go ahead and join me in that do so one of our winners are joining us right now and by winners i mean winners in our daily raffle and it looks like davidian i'm healthy strong and about to knock earl spence out in jesus name i'm bringing the whole church SDS promotion. I got the whole uh, Christian congregation behind me. Theboxingvoice.com. And Jesus name. And we all know God only made one thing perfect, and that's my boxing ring. Yo, what's good, TBV? Buenos dias. What's up with you? Hey, what's up, Ness? Been keeping up with the shows. Um, so what I win? I win so. You won a Yo Elvis Gomez autograph glove. You sure did. Oh sweet! I for, and I like Yo Elvis too. That's what's up. Thank y'all. I appreciate it. Thank you, bro. That, Just let you. me know you how I gotta that. do it. You did what it take to win. Mm. We did nothing. We did That's nothing. All you. <laughs> uh, you already know I'm in Buffalo, New York. Hit me Bills on. Mafia. Yeah. You already know. Make sure you send your uh, information to me, though, whether through Discord or Instagram. Uh, I'll be waiting. Okay. I will. But uh, great show and great interviews. Keep up the good work. God bless y'all. All right, brother. Thank you so much. Uh, anyone else? Looks like Falco... No, Yamaguchi Falco. Remember him? I don't know Yamaguchi. What'd he do? Middleweight? Mm. Nope. He got a bunch of titles. Brazilian? Nope. He not a notable name. Really? Not to me. Hmm. Strange. I mean, I like the name Gucci, man. Uh, he does hold the loss to Christopher Pearson from Mayweather Promotions and a draw... To Big Meech, Demetrius Ballard. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about him, though? What about him? What he on? He back, baby. He back. I see that. He got a couple fights in uh, 2022, and, and, and now he's on that middle weight, uh, you know. I mean, the fight look like it's at a, a Lessie Gym Fitness Center in Tampa, Florida. Yo, hood. Probably, you know, probably, you know. Uh, all that matters is that it was a rank fight and he's back. 
also, in the rankings and it got also got a guy Connor Cole on that card. I wonder is he can uh Tommy Cole and uh did you are you in communication with Cecilia just in case? Hold on. Uh make sure that they're not there just waiting. Yes, so, sorry. I'm still trying to get him. I'm sorry, guys. No, no worries, no worries. If you want to disconnect and just email us so you don't have to just sit around listening to us, it's all good. We understand these things but if you like, can be difficult. If you like the conversation, please stay. <laughs> <laughs> I do like listening to you guys. Um, no, I'm just uh, trying to make sure he's on, but we're pinging him and he's not responding. It's Cecilia, there's no problem. We can also reschedule. I, uh, I know that the early shift is not easy for everyone. Yeah, um, he does travel, I think, to Dallas tomorrow. Um, and we will be in Dallas time, so it might be easier while we're out there, but... Um, it's just, I think we got the, we got the link this morning and that's always a little bit hard to get fighters. No worries. No worries. Next time. Nonetheless, uh, let Blair know we wish him the best. He's one of our fan favorites over here. So we, we can reschedule, uh, at a more convenient time for him. Thank you. Thank you, Nestor. Really appreciate the support. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank um, you. all right. Once again, if you are. One of our winners for our raffles, we're sending everything out as early as today and tomorrow. So please get in contact with Bo. Make sure that he has your address, full name. You need your full name. Don't give us no, 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 no fake names because you don't want nobody to know your government and then expect us to, you know, reimburse you your lost item. Put your full name, your zip, and get your ish. We got the people's champ. Is he ready? Hello, ladies. Anybody that knows me know I've been a player, whether it was in Alabama, Ohio, or anywhere around the globe. TheBoxingBoys.com. I've been smashing Telly Swifts, man. I didn't have to become a millionaire to get that caliber of woman. One of the people's choices, one of the fan favorites, a guy that can galvanize this crowd such as myself. He's too ugly to be the world champ. The world champ should be pretty like me. The AJ of trucking. Time. Yep, Brandon in Cincinnati. SDS promotion. Yo, TBV, what's happening? How's my audio? Because it's muffled coming in on my end. You sound good. Okay. I just wanted to touch on this Regis Prograce uh, news. That's great news, man. I think that's actually a better fight than the Jose Ramirez fight because I think Regis is better than Jose. So that fight got fight of the year written all over it. That's a 50-50 fight. I'm going to edge it to Regis, though. But I like both them cats, so hopefully that get made. Regis ain't got shit else really going on, so this was like a blessing for him. But, yeah, man, I'm excited for that one. Like I said, I got Regis uh, edging that one in a – close 50 50 fight but yeah i like that fight a lot and then roly and the other cat man roly's a bum nobody care about roly so fuck roly but that's my call man y'all have a good one brothers i care about roly who's next nobody's next uh i'm looking for something here but since there is no one there 
and our guest canceled. You know what time it is. Hawk time. Where he at? He already came in. I, I just said hawk time because it was fitting. Mm. Yeah, it's time to say goodbye. We have to see you another day. All right. And that's GTO Instagram and Twitter. Catch us on the next one. Arriba Dirty.